0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, November 13th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what to watch on government funding this week. Number two, President Biden and Chinese President Xi are set to meet in a high profile meeting. And number three, Will the House impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. All right, let's get into it. The top story at Punchbowl News AM this morning and across the world is what is going to happen with the U.S. government. Government funding is set to run out just after midnight on November 17th. The chances of a shutdown are low, but this week will be full of drama between the two parties and two chambers, plus the White House, over how to deal with this situation. Even keeping the lights on has proven to be tedious work in the 118th Congress. One of the key reasons Moody's moved on Friday to downgrade its outlook on the U.S. government's credit rating. So what will Speaker Mike Johnson do? We've been talking about this uh, for many days about how he's been having conversations within his conference, trying to figure out a creative funding strategy to get conservatives to support him. After weeks of conversations about changing the way Washington works, Johnson is going to seek to pass a complex, clean, stopgap funding bill Tuesday that maintains the status quo. The House Rules Committee will meet this afternoon to take up the 32-page bill. The rules hearing is going to be very closely watched, especially with how a trio of hardline conservatives on the panel vote. course, there's Representative Chip Roy, the Republican of Texas. Roy has already said he's opposed to Johnson's proposal. If successful in rules, Johnson and GOP leaders will then have to pass the rule on the floor, another major challenge. The full house is expected to vote on that measure Tuesday. So overall, Johnson's proposal is basically the same approach that former Speaker Kevin McCarthy got booted for, a clean CR at current funding levels and he'll need Democrats to help pass it. But that's the strategy Johnson decided on following extensive meetings with Republicans from across his conference. The scheme Johnson proposed is this. The House will seek to extend government funding until January 19th for four spending bills, agriculture, energy and water, military construction VA, and transportation HUD. Funding for the rest of the federal government, the eight remaining bills will be extended until February 2nd. What's notable is also what's not in the package. Money for Israel, Ukraine, Taiwan, and any extension of FISA's surveillance authority. So there will be still a year-end and first-quarter crunch. House GOP leaders also want to hold floor votes this week on the Labor HHS and Commerce Justice Science funding bills, two of the most controversial annual spending measures, as well as the Transportation HUD package, which was pulled from consideration last week. Johnson said on Sunday he is not going to allow end-of-year megabus spending packages to continue under his leadership. Some hardline conservatives have already come out against Johnson's CR plan. Including Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Senior Democrats in the White House are bashing it as well. We'll note, however, that House Democratic leaders haven't formally said they'll recommend a vote against it. Remember, if more Democrats end up voting for this bill than Republicans, Johnson is in trouble. What we've heard from Democrats is this it could have been worse. And they don't see Johnson's move as picking a fight with Democrats as he did with the Israel bill when the speaker attached a poison pill spending cut that he knew would be a non-starter. To be sure, Democrats do not like this quote-unquote laddered CR approach, as Representative Rosa DeLauro, the top Democrat on the House Approves Committee, has noted. Democrats also don't like that it doesn't include Ukraine or Israel funding. It's important to know Every day that Ukraine money doesn't get passed makes it less likely the country will get additional U.S. aid. But there's no obvious poison pill in the proposal either. Democratic leaders' initial reaction wasn't to take a whack at it. In fact, a senior Democratic leadership aide said it was a good thing that the House's CR plan doesn't include spending cuts and that the Pentagon spending portion is grouped in with the second tranche of bills. Plus, the latter only has two funding deadlines just weeks apart. Put simply, nobody wants a shutdown, especially right before Thanksgiving. So the Senate is waiting to see if the House can actually pass Johnson's proposal. The Senate is scheduled to hold a procedural vote this evening on the legislative vehicle for its Cr. It is unclear whether Republicans will provide the necessary votes for this without some sort of clarity on what it will look like. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. President Joe Biden, he's meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping Wednesday on the sidelines of the Asia-Pacific Economic Corporation, or APEC, summit in San Francisco, the first face-to-face interaction between the leaders of the world's leading economic powers in more than a year. Biden and Xi, who is spending four days in the United States during this trip, are looking to manage rising economic and military tensions between the two superpowers, even as the world suddenly looks far more unstable. The war between Israel and Hamas is growing in scale and intensity following Hamas's October 7th terror attack. The winter fighting season could lead to significant recalibration in Ukraine's efforts to fight off the Russian invasion, And China's growing aggression against Taiwan and in the South China Sea has pushed the Biden administration to seek new alliances throughout the region. Congress currently has no path to provide new aid for Israel, Ukraine, or Taiwan, certainly a good thing in the eyes of Xi. And Biden will surely emphasize to him, as Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer did, that Beijing shouldn't take steps that help Russia or Iran. Senior Biden administration officials have been huddling with some of their Chinese counterparts during the period leading up to Wednesday's session, including Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. The White House also wants to restart high-level military contacts between the United States and China. These were cut after former Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan in August of 2022. Those tensions were further inflamed after a Chinese high-altitude spy balloon was shot down off the South Carolina coast in February. This is going to be something we are going to be watching very closely and expect some more coverage throughout the week. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. The big question, will the House impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas this week? You'll recall Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican from Georgia, filed a privileged resolution to impeach Mayorkas before the House left Thursday. This means GOP leaders have two legislative days, or until Tuesday, to bring the resolution up for a vote. It's unclear what the GOP leadership plans to do here. An effort earlier to impeach President Joe Biden in June was dealt with by referring the resolution to committee. House GOP leaders could move to do the same with the Mayorkas resolution. This is probably an easier vote for Republicans, even the most vulnerable GOP lawmakers still, We've already seen some, including House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, the number three Republican and the most moderate GOP lawmaker in leadership, come out in support of the impeachment. This shows what kind of appeal the proposal could have for many Republicans. However, the language of MTG's resolution is inflammatory to say the least. That could make it easier for lawmakers to vote no or even skip the vote. The resolution refers repeatedly to invasion and illegals, offensive, and potentially dangerous rhetoric. We checked in with some Democrats over the weekend, and they'll first try to table the resolution according to multiple sources. Only a handful of Republicans would need to vote with all Democrats to effectively kill the resolution using that maneuver. Of course, if the House does vote on impeaching Mayorkas, it it would be doing so without a vote by the Homeland Security Committee, where Chair Mark Green is conducting his own probe of Mayorkas. And it would come during a week that Congress is struggling to keep the federal government open, not to mention while House Republicans' separate impeachment inquiry into Biden seems to be sputtering. Republicans will argue they have been making the case that Mayorkas is responsible for the crisis conditions at the U.S.-Mexico border through a series of hearings and reports for months. This has largely taken place at the Homeland Security panel. Of course, the House's impeachment effort, even if it is successful, would fail to win a two-thirds majority in the Democratic-controlled Senate. With that, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends. Put it out on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at Punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.